Alright, test, 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 one, two, three. Let me know if you can hear me. I have a very interesting show for you all today. And so I'm excited to finally be coming on here with the proper setup. 
And, um, yeah, so I'm just gonna wait a few minutes before we really get started. But it's great to be back. Great to be back on the live stream. It's been a little while. And, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna be talking about some very interesting things. So, stay tuned. Make sure you hit the like button for me. And get prepared for some serious metaphysical gnosis and investigation. It is time for the Matrix to be reset. Okay? This is getting a little out of hand these days. <laughs> it seems every single day there's something new that is being told to me or that I'm hearing about. Um, you know, portals opening, portals being shut, etheric beings coming from the skies. You know, <laughs> we are we are at the end of this cycle. That's for sure. A lot of people say it's the end of the world. Transition over here. All right, let's see if we got this smooth and looking clear. I think I'm coming pretty clear. So a lot of people say it's the end of the world, but I don't think so. I think it's the end of a chapter in our cyclical evolution, our metaphysical evolution. So welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Matrix Unveiled. My name is Thanuj, and I'll be your cosmic guide today want to say it that way but uh, welcome to the stream I appreciate you all for being here and uh, let me just go ahead and make sure that those audio levels are a little bit better so yeah we finally are looking professional and set up and you know what we're gonna be working on creating more professional uh, setups and OBS streaming and, and whatnot because we really want to be at the top of our game and this is the time when we need to be at the top of our game metaphysically. And I'm sure all of you have felt the intense energies that we've been going through as individuals and as a collective, quote-unquote. Okay, I put the quote-unquote because those of you that are aware, you know, you're aware that this is not what it seemed like it was to be. This entire reality being... A game, an illusion on your consciousness and you as the source, the true infinite, being duped into giving away your power and being ruled by false rulers, by false gods. So we're going to talk about um, the false gods and we're going to talk about what the false gods are doing and why they're creating their portals and what that means for humanity, our consciousness as a whole. And then on an individual level. And so we're going to be getting into a lot of really deep esoteric mysticism and uh, stuff like that. So everyone's saying that it's it's sounding good in the chat. I'm, I'm very good to hear. Uh, that's good to hear for sure. Excellent. So I hope everyone's been doing well. I know that life has probably been crazy for you. My life has been interesting and um, adapting to these different world shifts and then, you know, balancing and just going through life. Life is a journey, that's for sure. It's a very intricate journey. And really, the more you become aware that you're inside of a simulation, the more the simulation becomes aware of you and how you need to start to navigate the world differently. So there's so many things I could really talk about there. I want to go ahead and pull up my desktop here. Give me a second. Okay. So, um, 
Let's take a look. So right now we're we're at the live here. Okay. So everyone's been talking about CERN. Everyone's been talking about the Guidestones. And, um, you know, these don't even exist anymore. <laughs> so it's saying that you can, you can visit it on Google, but you can't. And I've heard a lot of different theories about what this is, what these stones, these monuments are. And I've also heard a lot of different theories about what CERN is and what CERN is doing. And... It's kind of interesting because a lot of people have been saying that they're opening portals, they're creating uh, the Antichrist, the Antichrist is here, it's here to destroy our world, um, and yet we're still here, right? Now, I'm not doubting that what they did, what they may have done, impacted us in some way or is, is going to impact us, but... It's always interesting to see when the machine or the beast creates its replicas, it's never quite as powerful as the original thing. Now, is it? So, there's so many different theories of what they've been doing, and, and really, you can see that they are playing with chaos magic. For those of you that are aware of what chaos magic is, I had just released a uh, lecture on chaos magic. I'm going to pull it up for you. Um, chaos magic being... Using the forces of energy and, 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 and frequencies. Let me see if I can find it somewhere here. Using these different forces and these different energies to create your own will upon the reality. Mm. Yeah. Chaos magic is the harnessing of the currents, the astral currents for your own reason. For whatever reason you are uh, desiring. So chaos magic theory notes um, means that, you know, you don't believe in necessarily one power or a power greater than you. Instead, as a chaos magician, you draw upon the Eastern philosophical notions that the universe is ever changing and that chaos is the way of the natural order. But then you can reshape that into order. So from from chaos comes order. Now, this is a lot what. Uh, a lot of the people that are um, in the different ancient mystical secret societies believe, such as the Rosicrucians, the um, you know these different uh, the Hermetics, the Golden Dawn, all of these different teachings, especially Helena Blavatsky and then of course Aleister Crowley, they believed in chaos magic, and a lot of people also would equate chaos magic to Satanism. However. You could see that for sure. I could definitely see that this is this is Satanism. And what is Satanism? Well, Satanism, according to the Christians, is inverting what God created. But who is God? So, so really, you're going to decode your entire reality when you get into this conversation. And I have a lot to share because everything is intertwined. And this is what I think a lot of people uh, make a mistake on, is they believe... That these elements that we're discussing are somehow separate. They think that when I'm talking about the Anunnaki and water bending or air bending or magic or manifesting a reality, that these are actually all separate things. And the truth is that they are not separate. They are all interconnected. You just need a mind of an actual magician or an actual sorcerer or a being that is able to harness the currents, the divine currents, uh, to understand this. However, this 
is not harnessing the divine currents. This is an inversion of those divine currents because this is going against nature. This is going against uh, the truth and the love. Oops. This is going against the truth and the love of the 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 uh, the true force connection, the true um, spirit, and it's going directly against the Tiamat spirit. So this gets into a very deep conversation. I'm going to need to hydrate myself while we talk about this very, very interesting stuff. It's crazy because if you, if you realize, if you look around, and this is also part of the conversation, we're talking about NPCs and AI bots and holographic beings. One of the things that we've been noticing for a while now is that most of the conversations of, of people around us are completely simulated. Most of the beings that are around you are completely simulated. Okay, they are not necessarily real. They are part of the simulation. And they can also be different frequencies or entities or energies that are inhabiting bodies around the simulation and kind of watching you, puppeting you, mimicking you, tracking you, doing all kinds of things. And it's really, it's really crazy because you won't actually... You'll think you're going mad, which is what a lot of people have come to me and said. They think that they were crazy or that they're going nuts because people are following them or they're being tracked or um, they're being targeted energetically by the AI, by the Matrix. And it's pretty sad to see that this is what reality has come to for a lot of people. But at the same time, the, the attacks are real. I'm not going to tell you that they're not real. They are real. But at the the same time, we can't let these attacks defeat us. We can't let these attacks, like, you can't live your life constantly in fear if you're going to be attacked by this matrix, because that's not life. That's just fear. So you have to take a step back from your reality as well and analyze if I'm experiencing attacks What is it within my energy field that is drawing these attacks towards me? How can I prevent and protect myself? And I have answered that question many, many times. I've answered that question in the school of mysticism many times with all of these different lessons. You know, we have specific lessons about this. And actually, I want to go ahead and answer Annika's question. This was actually on the top of my to-do list, um, which she had left inside the school of mysticism. Let's see if I can find it. Here we go. Okay, so Anika had a question, and she asked basically, let me read it. Hey everyone, as I practice and get more and more sensitive to energies and also spirits for the last one to one and a half to two weeks, I see people or what looks to me like humans, but when I actually look, it's no one there. I've been thinking all along about these spirits, and... um. They belong to other people, but just before I decided to write this post, I realized that this is probably one and the same spirit. The spirit has in the last couple of days shown himself more than before, some days two to three times. I told a friend about this earlier today, and when I drove home, this entity appeared two times standing beside a mailbox, both times when driving past my car. So, what the F is going on, and what can I do about it? Much love. Okay, Annika? Yes, I'm going to answer your question. So... Let's first see what Leslie said. Sounds like an Agent Smith effect. 
Sometimes the AI slash dark forces can see you and try to taunt you through human vessels. This happened during our trip to Mexico. It was eerie because you recognize immediately that what's peering through the eyes is not a human soul. Just as it's easy to spot the empty vessels now, light beings are also recognizable to the system. Practice some of the energy shielding techniques in the courses Tony said he'd talk about in his next live. So here I am talking about it on my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with a malevolent NPC Borg hive mind, okay? Um, and this Borg hive mind is hooked up to the 5G grids. Now, I have to be careful with what I say. I forgot because I'm on YouTube. Um, so it is hooked up to the, this, this neural net. And this is basically what I would call the Satanist net. Like the Anglolites, okay? And we're going to get into a whole friggin' conversation because I had a whole conversation with some different intelligences is the way I'll put it. Um, about the Enlilites and the Enkiites and the, the war between them and what is really going on with this war and then also where Gaia slash Sophia slash Tiamat fits into this um, this place. So let me see if I can find the uh, one I'm talking about. Okay, I wanted to pull up this PowerPoint. Actually, I think I have it on here. So what we need to understand is that there's a difference between the Enlilites and the Enkiites. And I think a lot of people, they lump the word Anunnaki into one generic category. And this doesn't make any sense. So again, the Anunnaki are related to this entire conversation that's why they keep coming up that's why people keep bringing them up that's why they're talked about over and over and over again because there is a relevance and a connection to this to CERN to the Guidestones to the, to the Cabal to you the Nephilim to the Agigi to uh, Homo Luminous um, to the Homo Sapien to Homo Deus to all of these different terminologies. They're all connected. It all makes perfect sense when you have the eyes and the ears and the metaphysical vision to actually see what's going on here. Okay? So, first of all, we have to distinguish between Enki and Enlil. Now, I already talked about this a lot. Um, I'm going to type in one, one here on Enki and one on Enlil. Now, these are two different beings. They're, they, a lot of people think that they're the same being. They're not the same being. It's pretty obvious when you look into the text that they're not the same. Um, so Enki was basically the Sumerian god of crafting, magic, healing, creation, virility, fertility, and various other things. And this would be what you would call one of the Anunnaki. Or one of the ones that came from Nibiru. Now, I have to explain. Zachariah Sitchin got some things wrong in his book. And, um, well, how do I know this? I know this just by my own intuition and my own understanding of the story. There's a few things that he got wrong. I'm not going to go over every single thing. First thing is... Enki represents the planet, uh, the, the planet Jupiter. Okay? So, you have two different planets here. You have Jupiter 
and you have Saturn. Now, if you understand, they talk a lot a bit about they talk a lot about Jupiter, and they talk a lot about Saturn. If you watched the movie Jupiter's Ascending, Jupiter's Ascending was a very interesting movie, and and what it is is basically they claim that the elite, that these elite factions were living on a portal through Jupiter where they basically ruled as an intergalactic feud or as an intergalactic um, reality. And they were the intergalactic lords that controlled these different dimensions and these different worlds and they used Jupiter as their home base. Okay? Which means that this is what they're portraying. However, I don't know if this is actually fully accurate. What I do understand is that Saturn is always and has always been connected with Enlil. Saturn being the final gatekeeper, the final Archon, or the real Archon of this land. Okay? The real head of, um, of these laws and of the entire Matrix. And where do you get that information from? Well, you have to go back to the story of when the last great flood was coming in when the last great destruction of the matrix was happening and um, let me see if I have that on my files because I want to pull that up too now we have to talk about the lost book of Enki let me see if I have it on here Oh, perfect. Okay. So this is Sitchin's translation. Again, I, I'm not saying that everything he says is right because it's, I don't think it is. But when we're talking about the Lost Book of Enki, we go to this part where they are the gods are fleeing. I think it's... Let me see if I can find the chapter. So, okay, the seventh tablet talks about how they created Adamu. Adamu is essentially the earthlings with the modified DNA, okay? So right here, Adamu and Tiamat bear children, earthlings, Enlil's grandchildren, the two Utu and Anana. Utu is the god of the sun, Anana is the goddess of love. The Anunnaki couples bear off, uh, this, this would be Venus and this would be Sol, Okay? They bear offspring on Earth. Climate changes. Nibiru's, or, uh, Nibiru's orbital nearing is accompanied by upheaval. So they're saying, essentially, every time that Nibiru comes close, there is planetary and electromagnetic shifts that take place within the reality that cause massive, massive destruction in the reality. Do I think that Nibiru is actually a planet? No, it is a celestial planetoid. Okay, so what you're dealing with in these planets, let me explain something. This is what a planet actually is. It's a stargate. It's exactly what I have as the image of uh, my uh, of the video of this video. It's a stargate. These planets are stargates. 
Okay? They are, they are entrances into other worlds outside of the matrix. That is why if you were to fly up to Jupiter or you were to fly up to the Sol, Sun, or any of these things, these would be interdimensional planets which would take you to another sphere, another realm, another reality. All of them, including the Moon, the Sun. Now, they are all at different vibrations. So, these beings... These beings are showing you the truth about this reality and how it is way more complex than you could ever understand, and that's why we're here to decode it. Okay? So, here we go. This is perfect. I had already done all of the research on this, and I'd already put it in a presentation, so I'm not sure why I was looking around. <laughs> I could have just shown you my PowerPoint. Okay, we have Enki, and we have Enlil. Okay? And they are two different gods. So let me show you again Enlil. This is Enlil. Okay? This is Enki. Enki is seen more as the water god. Or as the storm god. Well, Enlil is more as a storm god. Enki is seen uh, more as justice. This is Jupiter. This is Saturn. According to my translation and my understanding of this. And these gods warring with each other through the great feuds is what caused the matrix. So you can see this is the symbol of Saturn. Okay, right there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that the that star, they always use this star to show you the seal of Saturn. Or uh, Saturn's star. When Saturn was once our star, this is what it represented. Okay? This frequency. So this is Enlil. This is the god of um, the Abrahamic religions. This is the god of all of these religions. And this is what you would, would call the Demiurge. Okay? This being. Merging himself with other f frequencies because he fell. Because he fell into the lower aeons. Because he slayed Tiamat. So when he slayed Tiamat. Here's where, here's where Sitchin gets it wrong. So, the Great War took place between Enki, it was actually Enlil, and then Tiamat. And Tiamat was the old version of Mother Earth or Mother Gaia. And they basically had a feud. The gods had a feud. And what happened was, they decided that they wanted to create war with Tiamat. And when they decided that they wanted to create war with Tiamat, they all asked and said, who is going to be the god that comes to conquer Tiamat or comes to slay Tiamat? Because she 
has created her army of titans. Okay? And so, what then you're talking about, you have to go even further back into the history. You have to realize the titans were real. Okay? The titans are bigger than the gods in size. They are bigger. These titans is actually what this guy is. Okay? This guy right here, I mean he's portrayed in he's portrayed in video games now because they 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 think it's funny at this point, right? The guy with the scythe, Kronos, Saturn, Enlil. Okay? Also known as the God of the Bible, the Abrahamic God. So, this God came and slayed Tiamat and created the destruction and the fall of the Titans and locked the Titans away. Not all of the Titans were good or, or bad. Most of them were evil. They were actually just... Um, how would I put this? They were pure forces of chaos. These frequencies, the Titans... The Titans were the deities in Greek mythology that preceded the Olympians. The Olympians being the Nibirians, okay? The Nibirians being the Anunnaki, being the gods. The Titans preceded these beings. And because they preceded these beings, the Titans were the current rulers of these multiverses. Remember, we're talking about so many different worlds. So... <clears throat> Like father, like son. You see the destruction of the Titans by Zeus. And Hades and Poseidon and Hestia and Demeter and Hera and all of these different beings coming in and basically fighting and destroying the Titans. So this is all ancient mythology, which they've told you is mythology, which is actually... Some of the most intense information. It's the truth of how humankind was created. And because humankind hasn't been taught the true origins of their existence, they don't understand their purpose in this world. And they also are very confused with what they should be doing and how they should be living their lives. Because they've been lied to their entire existence by false beings now who are the beings that rule this world who are the beings that are creating CERN right now it's very simple the Anunnaki tell you I think that's how you spell it Iggy Anunnaki right <clears throat> So, you're dealing with the Agigi, which are the Nephilim, the ones that are basically the evil ones. Okay, these are the ones that 
not only were they fallen out of these higher dimensions, but they corrupted and they twisted themselves. And then they actually consorted. They actually made, uh, you know, they sexually interbred themselves with the old titans. And so you actually have, I mean, you have a whole mess here. What you have is these titans. You have the Nephilim. Okay. You have the Nephilim being the offspring of the giants, okay, which are basically the smaller version of the Titans. So as the Titans were destroyed and killed, and um, their their species was extinct and slayed by the gods, okay. By these beings, by the Jupiter, by um, the Anunnaki, the gods that we know, okay? The gods that people think are enslaving them, quote-unquote, but they, see, they fail to understand the entire story. They think that these gods are enslaving them. But really, the story goes a little bit deeper, and you need to really, before you jump the gun and blame, I think I I heard someone say this yesterday. Um, People are like, oh, Everything I don't like, that's the devil. I think it was uh, it was Bro Sanchez. I think I was watching one of his videos. He's like, whatever people don't like, they say that's the devil. So they're like, cryptocurrency is the devil. Um, internet is the devil. Trees are the devil. They just they just randomly throw veganism is the devil. You could do that with anything. <laughs> you see that? Now, in some cases, you may be true, but. People like to jump to their conclusions before they've even heard or understood the full picture. And I think that's a mistake and that's ignorant. So you should really study. The Nephilim are the ones that are fallen. And these are the Agiki. These are the ones that knew the reset was coming last time. And they were basically forsaken and trapped into this reincarnation cycle permanently with their master. Okay, their master being Yaldabaoth. Their master being Yaldabaoth. And as that being try, uh, attempts to rule his reality, or rule this reality, they know that they're forsaken here. They also know that some of the quote-unquote Anunnaki got trapped in here as well. And they're basically being forced to finish their reincarnation cycle um, before they can leave and exit back to their home world. Okay? So we have a couple of different things going on here. Well, we have several things. At the same time, the Agigi grow restless. They want to claim what is quote-unquote theirs. However, it is not theirs. It's never been theirs. They are cast out here. But they're not in charge. They're not the head ones here. Okay? So when you think Yaldabaoth is the only one that's in charge of this world, this is not true because he he answers to higher powers and higher beings that are not necessarily, they are intervening now, okay? And they have been intervening for a while. Why are they intervening? They're intervening because of things like CERN. CERN is attempting to break the veil, okay? I'm not sure if they've succeeded yet. I know that I did feel some weird energies these past few days, and um, I felt that 
There may have create they may have created ripples. Energetic ripples in the force. And when you create these ripples in the force and you tear dimensions, it end up it ends up looking like this. Okay? In fact, I stopped watching this show because it was just there was just too much blood and, and, and just like negativity. At some point you're just you just have to put it away. This is what ends up happening when you um, tear the veil, okay? And then you see, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it, Let's see. This is what happens when you basically make a, uh, a portal to the underworld and the hell dimensions, and actually... We're not even talking about the underworld here. This is like beyond the underworld. The underworld is basically where souls go that are ba uh, being forced to reincarnate because they're they're too low in frequency and they have to reincarnate. They get tricked into reincarnating. Okay, a lot of people will say, "Well, you can't be tricked into reincarnating." True, you cannot. But if you don't know yourself, you're going to get tricked into reincarnating. Okay, so that's why we talk about. Knowing thyself and learning about all this information, you don't want to be tricked into reincarnating. You want to be able to figure out how to be sovereign so you don't have to reincarnate. So this whole ripping in the dimension, okay, this is a small little crack. Now, why is this damn thing coming out? What is this thing? Everyone always talks about this freaking octopus tentacle. I'm telling you, this thing is real. For those of you that know what Cthulhu is, you already are aware, you know, this is supposedly a fiction or a fictitious creature. Um, this is supposedly a fictitious creature that was, that was written about by H.P. Lovecraft or Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraftian mythos, okay? I've read the Necronomicon. I've read uh, some of H.P. Lovecraft's work. It's pretty damn dark, and it, they basically worship old gods. They worship old, old gods. There are beings and there are people out there that worship um, Saturnian type frequencies. These all come from Saturn. <laughs> okay, now it's not clear to me whether or not Saturn at one point was pure and fell to this dark side, okay? So, according to the mythos, Enlil was not always evil. In fact, Enki and Enlil were brothers, and they connected under Anu. Okay, they connected under Anu, and let me see if I can pull up this whole chart here. So, here we go. Let's do this. Okay, so we have Anu, and we had Enki, and we had Enlil. These are brothers. These guys were brothers, and Anu was their father. Again, these are all the Anunnaki, Apsu and Tiamat. Tiamat even being one. What's really going on here? I think that these are more like the creators of the video game. We're inside of a matrix. We're inside of a matrix. These are the actual engineers. Okay? And you have a few different lines and lineages um, that are existing. And these are all different beings. These are all different energies. And they may have taken hundreds or thousands of bodies that they've inhabited 
or manifested their consciousness into because of various different reasons. Wars, tricks, delusions, deceptions, magic being cast. Everyone has cast dark magic in this lineage. They've all cast dark magic against each other to try to control each other, to stop each other. It, pretty much everyone's guilty. I'm not siding on with anyone. However, to be honest, my spirit has always told me that this and this frequency was most resonant with my spirit. That's my spirit, my frequency. Take that for what you wanted. Doesn't really matter. Everyone has their own frequency. Okay, but I can tell you that I definitely have a very strong connection with Enki and uh, the Ra Marduk energies for sure. That's become very apparent to me at this point in the game. I'm just speaking it as it is. <laughs> no, it is what it is. So, as we talk about this, um, we were discussing that Enki and Enlil are actually brothers and that they were connected to each other. Um, before the war got out of hand and they decided to hijack the entire system and take it over. So, with CERN, you have portals being opened and the Elder Gods being summoned. And I'm not talking about the Elohim, okay? These are the Elohim. These are the Elohim right here. We're talking about... We are talking about beyond the Elohim. The Elohim, for those of you that are not familiar with that terminology, the Elohim actually are a group of deities. Well, they're a group of beings, energy signatures. These are also the Anunnaki. It's the same thing, okay? So it's funny. Because in this society, this is how you know Saturn's hijacked everything. The Elohim are plural. And the first commandment. The Elohim does not represent one God. Okay, the Elohim was a group of beings, a group of creators. And when this was turned into a monotheistic religion, a monotheistic uh, frequency, it went all to the divine Elohim, which is Enlil. Okay, because he had cut every other uh, God or Elohim out of this picture, but the Elohim were actually just really what you could call the elves or the angelic ones. The ones that came from other dimensions. Higher dimensions. So we are talking about so many different concepts here that all are interrelated. And how do we get to the piece of the puzzle? How do we really figure this out? Well, it's taken me a lot of research. It's taking me a lot of sweat. It's taking me a lot of, not, not blood, but you know what I mean. Effort. Energy. <laughs> Willpower to try to understand what's really happening here. And I don't think that 
um, we figured it all out yet, but we've definitely uncovered a lot of this puzzle. Having the Anunnaki as the creators, or as our creators, or as the creators of Adamu, which is different. So let's, let, me, let me be precise with my verbiage here. I have one on Adamu. Okay, yes, we did. Okay. So, the Adamu were these individuals. I mean, if you type in, here's the sad thing, folks. If you type in anything esoteric on Google, you just get a bunch of nothing. This is how you know we're dealing with a false spirit. So let me actually take a little break from showing uh, on the computer. And let me just talk to you all while we continue the conversation. Um, so the Adamu being the Adamu being the first creation of man or the first man that was created by these Anunnaki beings was the first modification of the DNA. So this was also interbred with the Igigi, and I believe that the Igigi started to modify DNA later, afterwards, as a form of continual manipulation and genetic limitation for spirit. But what you're dealing with, as I said, as I said, what you're dealing with is not the Anunnaki. You're not dealing with the Elohim. The Elohim have not are not doing this anymore. This is the Agigi. The world that we live in is not run by the Anunnaki. At least in, in the foregrounds. This is a war between the Agigi and those that are actually the creators of this reality. So it's the war between the Agigi. Okay? Notice how it says, this is, this is how you know they're lying. Because this is synonym, uh, synonymous with the word Anunnaki when we know that the Anunnaki were not the same as the Agigi. Okay, the Anunnaki were the gods, and the Agigi were the lower demonic forces or lower demonic energies that had become uh, created, and then had fallen and basically twisted themselves in their dimension, their frequencies, and become well, you could say vampires, cannibals, all of that stuff. Right? They are what they call demons. Okay, they are what they call demons. So the Agigi are completely different than the Anunnaki. And we need to understand that. From the gods came the demons. And you know what? There's a lot of theories out there. I've heard of uh, certain theories. Some people saying Ankir is the evil one. Yes. Okay. And I've heard people say that Enki is the good one. So guess what? It doesn't seem like people agree. And also, I don't think you can trust every person in their claims. So that's why I'm saying this is my claim and this is what I believe is true. Maybe I'll change my opinion in the future. However, from what I've come to research and what I've come to figure out, this is how it's really going on. And it is in fact Enlil. It is in fact Saturn. Okay? Because you never hear about the Jupiter moon matrix. You hear about the Saturn moon matrix. You hear about how Saturn's sigil okay you hear about Saturn's sigil everywhere. What is Saturn's sigil? 
the scythe. Okay, you see the scythe, you see the ring. You see the Lord of the Rings. Okay, the Lord of the Rings, and then that one ring being the controller. Okay, so if we're talking about Enki being the bad one, why is it always that the Lord is of the rings? Why is Saturn the one with the ring? Why is Saturn the one that contains the ring? So I don't think that's true. I think that's wrong. I think that's factually incorrect. And we also have to look at the pyramids because the pyramid is also in, involved in this conversation. And the great pyramids of Giza being on the exact same ley line, the exact same ley line as the Georgia Guidestones, okay, being on the exact same ley line. They are on the exact same ley line. And this being destroyed. Now, who actually created the Georgia Guidestones? You can look it up and find it. I don't know why people were having a hard time figuring out. I don't know why people were having a, a, a hard time figuring out um, who created the Georgia Guidestones. Because it's known that the Georgia Guidestones was created by the Rosicrucians. Okay? And because they were created by the Rosicrucians, we know the Rosicrucians are the Freemasons. And who do the Freemasons... Um, who do the Freemasons pledge their allegiance to? To God, which is Yahweh, which is Enlil, which is Saturn, which is the cube, which is this thing. Okay? So they're there praying to this Saturn black cube, which, by the way, this is inscription. If you look at this and you study it, you can see that this is frequency, that these are frequencies and these are cubed frequencies and these cubed frequencies are going out into the reality. They're going into the reality and programming the matrix just the same way that the great pyramids of Giza once did. But because these pyramids no longer receive any energy and are no longer really active electromagnetically, I mean, they still are because they're holding the freaking um, thing uh, together. But they're not in complete resonance. Okay, they're not being fully activated. So that's the difference that we're talking about here. Is that these energies not being fully online is going to stop the matrix from being in the frequency that it's actually meant to be. And that's why we have such a lack of magical frequency in this world i teach about magic all the time okay the fact that we are not able to fly and uh teleport and do things that the elohim once could do quote unquote which is who we directly descend from or ascend from looking depending on what perspective you're taking because if you really understand you see we are actually those beings on the other side most of us the ones that are watching this information, we are directly those beings. That is why we are here. We are inside of the video game. We are inside of the matrix. Okay? 
We are inside of the hologram. And this hologram is about to come crumbling down. It's about to be finished in the way that it is. A lot of people, so, so what does this mean? What does CERN turning on mean? I'm going to be um, ending this conversation soon, but within the next 15 minutes or so. But what does this mean? What is CERN turning on and the Guidestones being activated or being destroyed? Sorry. The Guidestones being destroyed. Well, that's the Rosicrucians taking down their own monument. They took their own monument down. Why? Because I believe that this is probably a calendar of some sort. It is a calendar. It literally was used by the Mayans as calendars, these different um, structures. Now, this one specifically wasn't obviously used by the Mayans, but um, there are different structures that were used as astrological sundials. So the Rosicrucians destroying their own monument most likely means that they're ready to destroy Babylon again. Okay? Very hot. <clears throat> so, so, so them destroying their own monument most likely means that they're ready to destroy their Babylon, which is America, which is, you know, their new Egypt, this reality that they've created, this false society that they've built up. That's my opinion of it. Now, it also means that when there are grid lines being compromised like this, okay, when they're being smashed down, that means that the coding is no longer intact. The frequencies, the energies are no longer being held up. And that happening is not a good sign. It's never a good sign when you see stone pillars going down. That's not what um, I support. Okay, now regardless, this the, people say that this was population control. It probably was. However, them crumbling this down to the ground... And, and smiting it. Now let's say, so I heard some theories that this was being, this was struck by lightning. And I heard some theories that it was a bomb. Okay, the official news was, uh, was basically saying that it was a bomb. Now, most of the time they're lying, so it probably wasn't. But we really don't know. However, it could be two things. It could, it could mark either the, uh, the signal that the Anunnaki have sent from above saying we're here and we're going to smite this satanic empire and destroy it. Or it could be the Agigi destroying their own monument before. Basically them attempting to destroy all evidence that, um, that they have of their, their, their Babylon, their fallen society. Just like they're blowing up their, their dumbs, right? Their, their uh, underground military bases, their deep underground military bases. So as they destroy their dumbs, and they, they hide their uh, evidence, they're trying to cover up their tracks. Just like, I think we had certain, um, who was that, it was the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, resigning, right? So all of these people, like, they're dropping out of the forefront because they know that their time is up and that they're screwed, and that Tiamat will rise again. She will rise again, and... The fallen, quote-unquote, Anunnaki that were cast in here by the evil Enlil will rise out of this prison and exit the Matrix in this lifetime. This will be the final lifetime before things are properly reset. That's what I've been told. 
by my spiritual guidance and my research that this is the end of our incarnation in this place. We're not going to be here anymore. For those of you that have evolved out, you have mastered yourselves, you have healed yourselves, you have nothing more to gain from reincarnating this simulation. You have nothing more to gain. You've already finished it. You've already beat this level like a thousand times. I'm sure you know what I mean when I talk about that. And so, and so this, is, this is the end of this game as far as I understand. And we have our, our training program beginning very soon. I'm going to talk about that in a second before we wrap this up. So the end of this game... Coming to an end, knowing that the Agigi have failed. They have failed their mission. But they were doomed and they were destined to fail. So it's not quite over yet. It's not quite over yet. Apparently CERN is trying to create duplicate copies of their matrix and this matrix and create a digital hive mind and then upload that hive mind into their digital universe. And that's how they plan on ruling their reality from there with their fallen beast Antichrist. Which, by the way, I don't even believe that the Antichrist beast is even human anymore or any sort of entity. It's now become AI. It's now become this thing because they've let this thing into the reality or at least they've tried to. Uh, Where is it? They've attempted to let Cthulhu in. Okay? And whatever this is, is going to swallow any sort of entity, uh, being, any sort of energy that is out there that is malicious. You know, I believe that the Cthulhu thing is is a, a lot stronger and is going to swallow it. Okay? And the Cthulhu thing is going in there for ultimate domination. And then it's going to be us versus this Cthulhu thing in the final battle. Um, which I think has already taken place and is taking place because time is irrelevant in the multidimensional realities. So that's basically where uh, we're at in this matrix and um, what's going on. You know, there's, there's some more things going on. Again, with the CERN thing, like you got the two sixes, you got the scythe, you got you know all of this going on. This is a particle collider. So this is two universes that they're trying to merge. And anytime that they merge universes, we have crazy Mandela effects. We have glitches. Last time they did something like this, I'm pretty sure the North Pole disappeared. No joke. <laughs> because I don't, um, I don't see the North Pole anymore. When I was a kid, there used to be a North Pole. Um, when I was a kid, there used to be a North Pole, and there just isn't a North Pole anymore. So I'm not sure what happened to that. I think they might have vaporized it off of the freaking planet or something. But realize that the CERN Collider, this is using the ether. And I want to talk about the ether a little bit. I talk about the ether a whole lot in my school, uh, in the School of Mysticism. We talk a lot about the ether uh, and harnessing the ether's power and learning how to connect to the ether. Let me say something right now. I do not believe in God as a singular deity or as a group of deity or as some bearded white man. I do not think Enki or the Anunnaki are the real gods. Okay? 
Because God is a term that is very generic. I believe that these beings are immortal beings, which means that they are beyond space and time, so they cannot really die. However, God is a force of consciousness. It's the force of consciousness. So, don't come onto my channel telling me I need to worship God or think about God, because God is Enlil in this reality. God is the fallen beast system in this reality. There is no God that is righteous and moral in this reality. There is not. The real God is the force of consciousness, which is within everyone and everything. Okay? What you have with these uh, NPC holograms are direct manifestations. Direct manifestations of the AI matrix existing in this reality. Playing games with you and, and tricking you and trying to trap you. And we have different, different theories about that and I have different solutions for that as well. But let's talk about CERN real quick and then I'm going to end this soon. So, CERN being here, churning the ether, activating and colliding the ether, they're going to try to destroy this etheric realm. And it's pretty messed up what they're trying to do. And as a being that is primarily force-based, is what I would call myself now, meaning that I get the majority of my energy from the ether as opposed to anything physical. This is just where I'm at in my frequency um, and in my reality. I get most of my energy from the ether and I work with ether on a continuous day-to-day -day basis. With That's with everything I do, okay? You know when the ether is being messed with. You can feel it. And it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel like you're living on a sick planet with sick beings. And they are very, very sick. So I do want to address Brianna's comment. Yes, there is a benefactor. What you're talking about as the benefactor. See, I know because you're a member of my school. And you're one of the ones that sent me that research. So I want to say thank you uh, for sending me that research. Archaic X. You guys go go check him out. I'm sure some of you are already aware. You know, I just recently found his information. He's got some great information. Um, and yes, I do believe there is a benefactor. Because I've been guided and led my entire life by forces and energies that are just simply not visible to the human eye. I have felt it. I have seen them. I have interacted with them. They have guided me and shared their knowledge. Okay? And they've shown me how to do certain things. These energies. I'm not calling them anything. Because there's no point. Once you understand everything is frequency and energy, names are arbitrary. It's kind of like calling yourself, uh, well, calling yourself Dunage or calling yourself Sam or whatever your name is. You're not really that name. You are a, a vibrational force of consciousness. And what people do is they take a name and then they target the name and they attack the name without understanding what's behind the force. Due to preconceived notions, concepts, right, um, ideas, and um, it's kind of sad to see that. So if you guys are enjoying the video, please help me out, hit a like button, it definitely helps the algorithm, it definitely helps the channel grow, and um, yeah, I appreciate everyone that's been tuning in. Um, 
I'm going to read some of your comments. So yeah, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you so much for being here, folks. Really, really appreciate um, all of the love and the support. And thank you so much, folks. Part two of the holiday uh, is coming out very soon. I do want to show you guys a couple of the videos that I dropped recently and, and, and show you a little bit more about the, the school of mysticism and what's going on with that. So I want to show you some cool stuff. Number one, we have our group training program. And this starts tomorrow. This starts tomorrow, Saturday, July 9th um, at, at 10 a.m. Okay, so I'm going to be up 10 a.m. teaching again teaching tomorrow we have five spots left for our group training program and um, I'm very excited because this group training program is my first group training program that we're launching um, inside our school and so I want to show you what's going on here you know this is this this work has take this has taken me a lot of uh, time to really build this work up and um, yeah it's my life's work so so yeah, we're going to be having our eight-week group training program coming out very soon, which is tomorrow, and we have five spots left. See, we're uh, almost filled up, and um, we're going to be talking about for week one, your matrix mission, your soul mission in this reality. So this is for people that are really into this knowledge and are looking to mega accelerate themselves, turbocharge themselves, really get themselves on the grindstone. If you're not holding yourself accountable, our group training program will keep you accountable. I will keep myself accountable. And so actually it's great because me doing this is going to be pushing myself and everyone that's joining to really, really, really train hard in their metaphysical abilities, in their life purpose, in their soul mastery, in all of the matrix teachings, um, you know, getting rid of negative habits, getting rid of lower vibrations, protecting your energy more, all of these things that we need to work on, that we know we should be working on, that we know we should be consistently building ourselves, but sometimes we get lazy. Sometimes we get, uh, you know, just we don't feel like working as hard as we should be. And I'll tell you, today was one of those days where, I mean, if you can tell, I'm not as super energetic as I usually am. Uh, today is one of those days where I was just not feeling it. Like, was what I woke up, I was feeling super lazy and tired and just not myself. And I still forced myself to go to the gym, to go work out, to go get be in nature and get some sun. And then I even forced myself to get on this live and to talk to you because I knew I had to. And I knew my spirit was pushing me to. But my body, for whatever reason, my emotions did not want to do it. They did not want to do it. It's, it's that feeling where you just feel lethargic or lazy. So I'm sure every single person can relate to that. And we're going to be teaching how to get over this because despite all of those internal negative feelings that I was having, I still got on here and, and taught for an hour, you know, gave my best teachings, the best that I could come up with on the spot with information that I already understood deeply. So I want to take uh, I want to show you what we have planned for our um, our members for our eight week training program, which is going to be you know our mega acceleration. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. So we're going to be going through um, 
like your incarnation into the matrix, your soul's mission, your purpose in life, understanding who you really are and your origin point. I talk about the Taurus. I talk about, um, you know, your energy flow, understanding how to build your energy. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot of different stuff. So this is a very in-depth PowerPoint. This is just lesson one. As you can see, it's already over 40 slides. So this is going to be lesson one. Um, our Mystical Adept 8-Week Group Training Program, Week 1, Soul Incarnation. So this is our curriculum. Remember that I am a school owner and I run this school of mysticism as my full-time job and purpose and mission in life. And that means I get to spend a whole lot of time researching and actually diving deep into this stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that my research is complete by any means. It's not. It's always evolving. Um, but we really do put in a lot of effort and energy into this. Let me just see if I can find the course. We put a lot of energy and, and effort into this, and we definitely have very high quality information. It's all professionally done. So I'll be on here tomorrow. I'll be on Zoom tomorrow at 10 a.m. And the link to join our membership program is, of course, uh, in the description below. It's eight weeks. Our price is here. 555 per month. This is for eight hours of teaching plus all of these extra courses that you're getting. So this is actually my best deal yet. This is my best deal uh, financially, monetarily wise. I get a lot of people asking for coaching and for um, consultations and rituals. And I do that and I provide that service as well. But we're also providing our eight week training program for those people that are looking to quantum accelerate their mystical journey. If you are someone that is not holding themselves accountable, is not actually doing the work or needs to go deeper, if you need inner trauma healing, if you need to work on your divine connection, you need to learn psychic self-defense, you need to learn quantum financial abundance, if you need to learn meditative mastery, astral travel, and lucid dreaming, if you need to know how to be consistent, how to motivate yourself, and how to overcome resistance, and then finally, you need to learn how to use real magic to manifest and create spells. This is the program for you, okay? There was only 10 spots available. Right now, there's only five, so we've uh, sold about half of them. And we begin tomorrow at 10 a.m. So I will see everyone that signed up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Our enrollment will be closing tonight at 12 a.m. So this is the final day to sign up for the Mystical Adepts 8-Week Training Program Again, this is a one-time opportunity that I'm giving this program out, and we may do more in the future, but right now, this is the class that I'm offering, and the added courses, Leslie, as you said, show you. The added courses that I include are the Decoding the Matrix Reality course, the Dharma Life Purpose Mastery course, the DMT Pineal Gland Activation course, the Introduction to Magical Studies, and the Mystical Adept 8-Week Training Program. So let me show you some of this course material so you understand what you're really, how much information you're actually going to be tapping into. Okay? So the Intro to Magical Studies course is one of my newer courses that I've been working on. This is just a smaller course. This, this, is, this talks specifically about magic, about how to use magic, real magic, etheric power, manifesting your reality. This is something no one teaches on YouTube. Okay, this is something, the way I teach it, nobody else teaches this on YouTube. I can guarantee you that for sure. Um, I'm going to go kind of quick here. Next, we have Decoding the Matrix Reality. Another really powerful course. 
talking about the blueprints to the Matrix, Matrix Illusions, uh, Homo Luminous, the Divine Blueprint, Cosmic Journeys, Live Sessions. So we have so much content, so much content, hundreds of hours of content. This is all included inside of my uh, The Mystical Adept Group Training Program. Okay, so those are some of the courses. Let me show you one more, the Divine Life Purpose Mastery Course. Again, another course. Um, this one talks a lot about life purpose and really like understanding your purpose. So this is this is when I was uh, really working on my spiritual life coaching services and and way of teaching things. Like you know, you can learn all about the Anunnaki and and about this mystical stuff. And you don't and if you don't if you don't have your life purpose together, you're basically going to be a bum. <laughs> you're basically going to be on the street living somewhere unhappy with your life and your existence, and then you're gonna complain on YouTube. So I recommend you learn how to actually create your life properly, okay? And I share a lot of my secrets and information uh, over there. So those are some of the courses. This is our program. Sign up below, um, and sign up before 12 a.m. tonight to be considered enrolled, and uh, make sure that you join if you're looking to join, because we only have five spots left, and by the time I'm done with this, we're probably gonna have less than three, so. That's my, um, yeah, what I have to say. Now, that's pretty much everything I wanted to wrap up with. Again, last thing I want to say about CERN and all this stuff is that stay in your power and stay in your truth because your light and your energy is way more powerful than any of these quantum false devices that are uh, created, okay? This stuff, the Georgia Guidestones falling, Use these as warning signs. Use these as as symbols and uh, you know manifestations in the reality that things are changing rapidly. Don't sit there and fear monger and say, "What if the world ends? Are we gonna all die? Are we gonna be all screwed?" Like doing that doesn't help anyone, and that just creates a lot of fear. So I don't think that you should do that. I think that we should be in our power, and that is what my teachings are all about. Okay, my teachings. Everything that I teach in the school and on YouTube is all about empowering you to recognize your power, um, to recognize, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, um, this was one of my videos that I, we put out recently, like two days ago. You know, your power is unlimited. You can do real life waterbending, okay? You can be a real life waterbender. You can be a mystical being and have unlimited power. And this doesn't mean that you control other people, but this means that you're in charge of your own consciousness, your own field. So you can see, this is a video I shot for the school um, on my ability of waterbending, okay? This is real. This is not CGI. This is not fake. I do not have CGI. I do not have the time for CGI. I have a cell phone and a camera over there, and I have my girlfriend as my camera woman. So I really only have my abilities, which are real, and no editing softwares. As you can see, it took me a very long time, almost two and a half years to get my stream set up. <laughs> okay, so I don't have CGI. This is real. Um, and yes, waterbending is real. You can tap into magic. Magic is real. 
Magic was a gift left behind by the Elohim, okay? Um, they're the ones who gave mankind fire. So when people say that they're all evil, I disagree, okay? There are definitely evil ones, but it's kind of like saying, is all hum are all humans evil? No, absolutely not. There are good humans. There are awake and, and you know, people, there are humans that are uh, unconscious, can I show how to control the weather? Yes, so I teach that in my courses. I teach how to control, I don't teach how to control the weather, I teach how to control your own energy field. And by controlling your own energy field, you will learn how to tap into um, controlling elemental energies or, or harmonizing with elemental energy. So I teach that. There's also YouTube videos on my channel where I share this kind of information. Um, you just need to go ahead and look. Okay, there's aerokinesis tutorials that are for free. Um, and you can learn, you can feel the energy, you can learn how to tap in, but I also have uh, very, very in-depth courses on this stuff, okay? So the Psychokinesis Energy Mastery course is that course that's very, very in-depth and it teaches you, uh, you know, this was the actual lesson. So while you guys on YouTube got this, this footage, you got the nine-minute video, my members <clears throat> got the 27-minute, 23-minute actual full tutorial so we give a lot of more information in here um, and that's to protect it because obviously if I put this stuff on YouTube people are very ignorant and foolish and they will think that you know they'll think all kinds of crazy things so I've kind of learned over these couple years or few years that we have to protect the information and I have to protect myself from people that are unhealed this is not for ego power ego Maniacs. These are for. This is for people um, that are loving beings that want to evolve their soul. And someone, someone left a comment on my last video, or you know, they. Uh, I don't. I don't remember who it was, but they said, "What's the point of this? Isn't this just egotistical? To just like bend the water? It's just ego. It's all ego, right? You're just showing off." And the answer is no. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you that when I am in the water. Or I'm in the elements, this is the happiest I ever am in my life. I am the happiest when I'm in nature and I'm bending energy. This is the happiest I am. Literally, period. The reason is because I'm beyond my physical body. And the reason is because I'm mastering myself. I'm mastering my aura. My, my God-given aura. You want to talk about God? God gave you something. It's called your aura. It's called your energy field. It's called your astral body and your etheric body and beyond your spirit you need to master your spirit if you want to if, if, get out everyone talks about the freaking christians and god and the demons and devil and satan but they never talk about your spirit and how you can master your spirit well here i am showing you how you can master your spirit you were split into the elementals you were split in fire water earth air you must reclaim your power and merge the elementals into ether this is me showing you how to do it. Okay? I'm not just sitting here lecturing to you. I'm showing you how to harness real magic. That's the difference between my channel and all the other channels. I'm not saying that they're doing anything bad. They're doing amazing work. But this is, my, this is what I have to contribute to the collective. Quote, unquote. To the truth communities and the spiritual communities. I have to contribute magic. I give you magic as one of the Elohim, which is who I was in the past, 
and who I always will be, as one of the Elohim, I give you magic. I give humanity magic, and I say, take this power back, overthrow your fucking corrupt politicians, rulers, and bastards, and claim your power. You don't need to lay a finger on them. You have the power inside of you. You don't need to lay a finger on them. You are already the power. Once they see you waterbend a tsunami, they're not going to fuck with you. So somebody said, can you do a tsunami? Yes, I probably could. Would I do it? No, because that would destroy my home. But yes, you really are that powerful. And I don't usually come on here talking a big game like that because I don't think it's responsible. But when people are calling out my work, saying that I'm not real or whatever or this and that and that, I'm going to defend myself. And I'm going to let you know that I've done stuff that you probably have only seen in the movies. Because I am really living this life. And this is really like the truth. And um, I started this stuff as a kid. And I started my channel still as a kid. Because I just wanted to help humanity and actually share what I've understood. That doesn't mean, of course, that we know everything. We don't. We're not stupid. But what I do see is a lot of humans walking around without magic. Without real mystical power. And... I've always had mystical power since I could remember. I don't remember a life without mystical power, actually. I'll be honest. I don't remember a life without mystical power. And I've just worked at my life to try to figure out how I could master it because I realized that this was really the only thing that was authentic in life. That this right here was the only thing that was authentic. My connection with nature. Everything else was nonsense. Materialism. Capitalism, I'm not saying that you don't need this stuff to survive, you know, likes, views, fuck that shit, man. I've always been about understanding the real mystical knowledge. That's all I've always focused on in my life. And so this is when I'm at my happiest. So why did I upload this? Because this is when I'm at my happiest. This is the most happy, the most high vibrational version of me is when I'm bending my, with my elemental connection. And also when I'm teaching. I also love that as well. So, that's all I want to say. Um, this video was a great video. Make sure you like it. Make sure you uh, share it with a friend. You know, if you have, if you have non-believers, people that are, uh, don't believe in this stuff, don't worry about that. Just do your own thing. There's tons of people that don't believe. There's also tons of people that do believe. At this point, I get messages from students and from uh, people online Saying like, that was awesome. I love your videos. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Make sure you please um, hit the like button and subscribe and whatnot. And share the videos because that's what I'm, uh, I want this message to get out there. And I want humanity to empower themselves. I want humanity to get out of this lower aeonic force or eonic force and come into a higher vibration. And we, we should be living in a better world. And that that's what honestly gets me upset sometimes is that i'm we're still living in this world that's so fucked up it's so fucked up we have all these people that are so intelligent that are so claiming that they're so intelligent but we have such a a messed up world with such evil people and so if we become stronger if we harness our power we will be able to 
create a new world. So, so yeah, go check out the water bending video. Check out the uh, metaphysical investigations video. This was our, our vlog. You know, this is something fun that we also filmed. Um, I had a blast filming this. Uh, it was a really silly video. You know, you get to see our life. Um, this is not our normal life, obviously. This was just us on vacation to Mexico. And this was really fun. So you get to see our video, um, our, our life in there and the vlog. And also I talk about the AI hive mind matrix. So that's also interesting as well. You know, all kinds of stuff about that. So check that out. And then finally come join our group training program because we, we close our spots tomorrow. Okay. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to uh, hit the like button for me and uh, support the channel. Really, really appreciate you guys. So much love and gratitude to you all. And um, 